Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is happening? It's the CHGO Fire Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Pat McCraney. He's Alex Campbell. And things are good if you're a Fire fan right now. That's, uh, that's a weird thing to say. It's, I, I don't even know how to process it at this point. But Four yeah. wins and five above the playoff line? Is, is this what hope feels like? <laughs> it's the hope that kills you, remember. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's absolutely unbelievable to think that after that Columbus debacle, when there was some sort of like meeting with the team that I wrote about on on CHGO, um, they were able to buy in, turn this thing around, and now they're winners of four out of the last five. There's a draw on the other one. Uh, it, it we're gonna it's gonna get tough. We're gonna talk about that in a bit, but. Um, just for right now, seeing what they were able to do in that in that Charlotte game with no functioning center backs, they had Johnny B and and Mauricio Pineda filling in uh, because of a late illness scratch by uh, Shihos. Uh, they get scored on in 30 seconds. Bad. We're making jokes, and because we know how this script goes, we've seen it a million times, right? But this time it didn't go that way. They were able to find a way to win and and win from a losing position initially and and unbelievably here we are they're in seventh there's a lot of teams on 30 points but they're in seventh yeah if you missed it we did a twitter spaces after the fires win over charlotte <laughs> one of the craziest games it we've was ever like a seen therapy session yeah I think, we've ever anything. seen the fire play shout out to everybody who tuned in a couple people offered their own thoughts so thank you for joining us for that you can find that uh twitter spaces in our podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts but yeah, we'll talk about this game briefly, Pat. As you mentioned, um, opening minute, the Bornstein-Pineda center-back combo collapses in on itself almost immediately. Jordi Reyna scores for Charlotte, puts them up 1-0, not looking good. But then, Casper um, Shabilko, back from the dead. Yeah, what? Two goals for Casper, Jordi uh, Shakiri now up to 10 assists on the season, and if those two can play to their potential, this team's dangerous. I wrote a piece this week, four big questions after that game, and two of them were, can Casper Shabilko continue this, or is this going to be a repeat of the two goals he scored against Sporting KC, where then he didn't score for a very long time after that? So can he continue this? And and the shack that we are seeing out there now is the guy that I think Fire fans expected when he signed. And for whatever reason, he just wasn't it. Um, injuries, maybe he wasn't buying in yet, but something is very, very different with him. He looks very, very good. Uh, the, 
the service is there for Shabilko. The finishing was there for Shabilko. What do you do now? Is is it a John Duran start? Do you go back to him or do uh, you yeah, roll with Shabilko? I think you got to roll with Shabilko, yeah. and uh, we should say that. Well, Ezra Hendrickson says that John Duran's Instagram and antics last week had no bearing on that decision. Um, I would personally take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, if you could picture that meme where it's the dominoes, there's a very small domino, and then there's a, you know, something big happens on the end. It feels like if the fire, like, win a playoff game, maybe that's the big domino, and the little domino is John Duran does an AMA on Instagram. And so it's, you know, yeah, Shabilko looking great. And not only did he score two goals like that Sporting KC game, those were scrappier goals against Sporting KC. Yes. His movement in this game looked Excellent. His movement. That, that's. I love that you said that because, like, that's what was different. He looked flat-footed for big parts of the season. There's your meme. How quickly did you pull that off? Uh, you got to know your memes, okay? If you're listening so. to the show on audio only, you got to make sure you check it out. Uh, to, on, on video YouTube, to get the full you get experience. get the full Lawrence. It's not even us. It's Lawrence. Ah, oh, shucks, guys. With the visuals immediately. Thanks. He's the best in the game. Hey, yeah, you know, do what I can. Do so just saying, you know, in an ideal world, that big domino says uh, Chicago Fire MLS Cup champions, and the littlest domino is John Duran Instagram AMA. Um, just because, yeah. Shabuk was really impressive. Shakiri as well. Uh, Jordan Shakiri was the uh, receiver of the Pass of the Week award from Matt Doyle at MLS Soccer in his weekly column rounding up everything that happens in the league. It was actually the pass to set up what would have been the Fire's fourth goal and Shabilko's hat trick. Had Charlotte's keeper not made a very yes. nice save there yes. late on. It was almost identical, though, to earlier in the game. It's just Shakiri kind of no-look turning and just throwing that left-footed pass out into space. So, yeah, it's something to watch with those two. Um, Chris Mueller continues to look very good. Almost yeah. scored an incredible goal after breaking a few ankles. Jairo Torres continues to look fine, but we said on the Twitter spaces... I'd like to see more from him. We'd like to probably see Gutierrez go back yeah. in the starting lineup in the next game. Also, we got to talk more, I think, Pat, about Fede Navarro. What a game by Fede. He scores the non-Shabilko goal yep. in this game. And, again, he just continues to look unlocked right now with his ability to press and run and just show up in the attack. He's really looking good right the now. The work rate with him is everything that was described by the fire when, when he was signed and they were hyping him up where there was a, a journalist in South America who said this guy's got three lungs. You could see that from him, and, and now, you know, to get into the scoring column in that game. Um, yeah, it was Charlotte, right? But it was on the road. They won two straight on the road for the first time in nearly a decade, I believe. Um, yeah, it, if you're a Fire fan, you know, you went several years. I think it was between 2017 and 2020. The Fire didn't win a road game or something like that. So yeah. you're, you're used to these games just being losses, especially when they concede an early goal like they did in this game. Yeah, there was a, there was that win last game of Schweinsteiger's career at Orlando. So end of 19, they won. And then they went the majority of Wiki's run without a road win until the very end. So um, it, it's, it's, it feels, I'm, I'm being very careful with my words here because I don't want to go too far, but it feels like something has changed. It feels like, something has clicked. It feels like they're buying into what Ezra is saying. And I really do believe that he's an incredible head coach who should have had an opportunity a long time ago in MLS. Um, now it's a matter of can Shaq keep it up or is he going to get hurt when he goes away on international duty again? Can Shabilko keep it up? Can they run, run without, you know, the center back help for a 
while we wait for Carlos Tehran to get better. And, you know, obviously, hopefully Rafa Shihas is ready to go next week. Can they make do without, though? Um, and can they deal with, look at this segue, with the best three teams in the East coming up as their next three opponents? This is going to be a very difficult run. At Philly, at Montreal, and home against NYCFC. That One, NYCFC two, game and three. is at SeatGeek Stadium. We're going to talk more about that later. There's a look right now at the Eastern Conference standings. Fire the tiebreaker among all of those teams on 30 points. It is going to be a very contested race for those final spots in the East. Cincinnati is just ahead up there in sixth. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a nail biter. Well, now, what the rest is of the, year, the current tiebreaker that puts the fire ahead of Orlando? And I would think it would be goal Miami. differential. I think it's goal differential. Yeah. Ah, do I need to so, add a column? I don't really feel like putting too many numbers on this. I, no, I think you're good. It's just basically the fire's defense has been stingier than those other teams, and we talked about this. New England's going the wrong way. Orlando, I don't believe actually is any good. Miami is starting to look promising. Gonzalo Higuain has remembered how to play soccer. That's a little scary. A little worried about that. A little worried about Toronto, but they've got some ground to make up. But, you know, four points is nothing, I guess. So, um, And, you know, Wayne Rooney's D.C. won last weekend, too. So I don't think they're a threat, but who thought the fire were a threat five weeks ago? Toronto's you know. issue is just going to be their defense. Toronto's defense is horrible. It's as good as their attack is. Like, their defense is as bad as their attack is good. Yeah. And so Toronto's going to be... Going to be a little bit of a mess. But, yeah, that upcoming schedule, Pat, looks really tough. It starts this weekend on the road at Philadelphia, top of the East. And that's a team where, man, Rafa Shios better be back because if there's any team that I think you could be scared of, you know, we saw Johnny Bornstein a few times in this game just naturally drift out left. It feels like Philly is a team that could do a really good job of pulling Pineda and Bornstein out of position and creating just acres of space with the amount of running and pressing their forward line does. Yeah, I mean, obviously Fire won last time out when when Philly was here for a midweek game, but it's it's a lot different. The betting lines are showing through points bet that, you know, Philly is heavily favored in that one. We'll talk about that later in our points bet pick of the week. Um, But for you, in these next three, how many points do the Fire need – to and it may drop them out of that seventh spot but how many points do they need to like keep this sort of we believe that they're for real thing going i think four is the minimum i think you gotta get four um looking at the schedule i think you have to beat montreal or nycfc montreal on the road or nycfc at home spent home being seat geek stadium for that one um i think five points you'd feel pretty good about i'd be the unbeaten run would continue at five points i'd be very excited with that six would, we would see the unbeaten run end at some point, but, you know, two out of three wins is... Four is fine. Four keeps you in the fight, I think. Anything less than that, maybe you're in trouble. Yeah. Five or better, you're you're fine. And anything above five is... Gravy. Exciting. Yes. Yeah. So, um, nine and you know, we take it to the streets. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at this... Taking it to the streets. I've been waiting for a Doobie Brothers you, reference on this um, show. Yeah, Philly's going to be tough, though. This Philly game on the road started off. Got a McDonald reference here on the yeah, show. I geez. love it. Um, and Voice then, yeah. of a generation. Montreal, that, I'm not exactly sure. What Alex th- doesn't care. No. I'm not exactly sure what to think of Montreal right now. Um, the f- what a fool believes. Now we are singing. We have gone totally off the rails. If we're uh, going Michael McDonald, we're going full Michael McDonald. That's Alex can just. Shout out to any uh, Steely Dan fans in, uh, in the audience. Peg! <laughs> Um, speaking of Montreal, Pat, is this a good time to segue that the fire somehow got 
$325,000 in GAM for Chinonso oh. 04. So this happened, we did, we recorded a show uh, last Thursday at, we were at our respective homes, and we talked about the fact that it didn't look like the fire were going to do anything right after that show ended. The fire didn't add anybody um, at the deadline, but they did uh, subtract somebody. Chinonso 04 going to Montreal for $325,000 in GAM, which frees up uh, that money, which they owe to Philly still, <laughs> and an international spot, which and is that's the bigger the big, deal. Yeah, that's the big thing because yeah. we, we were talking off air before the show. International spots in MLS are lucrative. Like five, six dollars $600,000 in GAM? Yeah, there? so yeah, like so. the fire just got a ton of value out of a guy who clearly in my mind is not MLS quality. Um, like a great story for him to get to this point yeah. in his career, um, but he just his touch was heavy. He just didn't look like he belonged at this level. And now again, that international spot is open. How soon are the fire going to use it? Well, not particularly soon because the transfer window's closed. But something just to keep in mind. It's also a bargaining chip if they want to use that in a trade. So again, I think that's good value here. And I'd rather see any minutes Chinoza 04 was going to play as the number three striker, given to one of the guys from you know Chicago Fire two. To yeah. be given a chance instead. Yeah, I mean, he, he was getting the majority of his games there as it was. I saw him play for Chicago Fire 2 a couple of times. I didn't think he looked particularly good there. Um, like you said, his first touch was was not the best. Um, uh, great bad. guy. Has some, you know, some good attributes as a player. Um, fantastic story. I wrote a story back when I was at Hot Time about him, which is one of my favorites I've ever written about, just the craziness of his career from Nigeria to Latvia to escaping Latvia to get back to, you know, um, he escaped Cyprus, actually. To get, Ended up in Estonia? Yeah, Latvia, I believe. Latvia, might have okay. been Estonia. Um, but Somewhere in the yeah, He had to escape Cyprus at one point because he was kind of being held against his will. Absolutely insane story. Great guy, but you know what? It didn't work out here. So hopefully wish him the best in Montreal. Just not in a couple of weeks. And then the last game in this run is NYCFC. NYCFC now, who of course no longer have Valentin Tati Castellanos. He is off to Girona in La Liga. I believe the NYCFC is the second one, and then Montreal is Okay, excuse me. So so yeah, so that game, again, that's at SeatGeek Stadium. Um, At SeatGeek and no Tati. So that's... Winnable, maybe. They have not yeah. been quite as strong since he left. I mean, Eber is still a very capable MLS-level striker. Yeah. So they can certainly still score goals. They're a very good team. I think the best game of Rafa Wicke's run as fire manager was, weirdly enough, the game at SeatGeek against NYCFC last year where he got fired. Yes. They had, they had made the decision to fire him before the game. Well, wasn't that game at Social Field? No, it was a, it was a oh, I'm thinking two years ago, the yeah. NYCFC game on the final day where that uh, was the, uh, Miguel, Miguel Navarro. Navarro yeah. yeah. So this was the 2 nothing win for the Fire at SeatGeek last year, uh, Wiki's last game in charge. Um, and I think it was Wiki's best game in charge, weirdly enough. And so nice for him to go out on a good note. But, um, but yeah, th- this is a winnable game. Um, NYCFC is. I don't know that Philly is. I think you've got a point against Philly. You should be very excited. Yep. Um, and then I think you've got to beat Montreal, like you said. So. So we will have to see. And, yeah, uh, we'll talk more about uh, SeatGeek Stadium as a temporary home for the fire down the stretch here in a minute. And I think uh, it'd be good to see fans go out and support teams at SeatGeek Stadium, whether it's the fire or the Red Stars. And with that, Pat, I think it's time to talk about how people can support us and support CHGO. What a segue, Alex. It's like you're a professional. I try. The best way, Alex, 
to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Lots of cool ones there. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching? Is your favorite team prime for a comeback like the sh- like the firework against Charlotte? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. There's more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. It's also the time of the week where I tell you about Owen, O-W-Y-N, only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of all artificial ingredients, and they're allergen-friendly, including being gluten and dairy-free. I'm a big fan of that. Easily digestible. I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who currently is strutting his stuff out at Soldier Field. Bears doing a couple days of practice in the city. I think they're back at they're back at house. Yeah. Ah, back it's at one house. day, man. Exactly. Yesterday, right? anyway, fast. Yeah. Well, Justin yeah. Fields himself follows a plant-based diet, and Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. That's code CHGO20. So join me and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need. Pat, we were talking about SeatGeek Stadium. Not only have the fire added a few MLS fixtures to SeatGeek, they have added a new date on the calendar, that international break in September. They're going to take on Club Leon of Liga MX out in Bridgeview. Weird the way this worked out. So the Fire aren't the organizers of this. Leon wanted a friendly in America, and they're like, hey, would you guys like to play? And the Fire are like, yeah, that works for our schedule. So you're not going to see the guys that are away on international break that time. Um, I wouldn't expect to see a ton of starters in that game. It's probably going to be more reserves and fire two guys. I would, I would guess, I would hope, because that would make Leagues sense. Think Leagues Cup Cruz Azul game yeah. with no stakes. Yeah, I, I think that's the right way to go for that. Um, but good for the fire. They were able to, you know, make that work. Um, but, yeah, like you said, so not counting that game, I'm talking just MLS games here, there are five home games left. Three of them are at SeatGeek. Only two are at, at Soldier Field left at this point. And, you know, we saw, if you follow our CHGO Bears Twitter account, you saw a pretty a image of pretty terrible turf. There it is. Uh, yesterday, at uh, Soldier Field for um, the that's just uh, normal that's fun normal fest they Soldier do there. Field. Yeah. Um, it looked terrible for the Atlanta game, and then for the subsequent uh, Red Stars game that was that day. Um, Ezra Hendrickson called it sticky because they had just yeah. For the record, both the Red Stars and the Fire looked immediately better in their next games when they were they no did. longer playing on that field. Um, you have to think that so for this. Uh, there was just an Elton John concert. Yep. Um, there's going to be a Bad Bunny concert the day before the fire were supposed to play NYCFC, which is why I think that was the last straw. They're like, we can't 
That's going to be terrible. Yeah. So it's not only the Bears coming in; it's the it's concerts, and they put the boards down to flatten the turf, and then, um, you know, I was at the Nashville game last year uh, in September. It was right after the Notre Dame Wisconsin game. The that day was the after. worst. I can't. But how did that worst, scheduling get allowed? It was the worst field I've ever seen, ever. Also, you can still see all level. the painted end zones and the football numbers. Was, they couldn't even play the ball on the ground. It would bounce. They had every pass was in the air. It was pretty clear that both teams just didn't want to get hurt. It was the most boring, ridiculous game I've ever seen. So if you're mad that the Fire have had to move games back to back to SeatGeek Stadium, and I can understand you know, if it's inconvenient for you to get out there or whatnot, if, if you're mad about it, I think if you look back, step back and look at the big picture, they made the right move to proactively move some of these games. And then the other two they had to move because of the five-day window thing with the Bears lease. So I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not ideal. I think we're going to look back in 10 years whenever the Fire have their brand-new stadium or whatever it is and remember, hey, remember they had to go back and forth for a little bit? That was weird. It's not yeah. a big deal. I think this is actually a blessing in disguise because yeah. when you think about – we're going to talk about two extremes here. Think about the Atlanta game, which the field was sticky, the Fire looked stagnant, nothing really worked. That's one end of the spectrum. And then there's this Charlotte game they just played where the field is turf, it's soaked because of rain, yep. and the field is really fast. Everything on the ground is just skipping and sliding, and the game ends up being really transitional and wide open and crazy because of it. The Fire clearly liked that better than the alternative in Atlanta. So I'm kind of of the opinion at this point with the Fire that they are a team that more than average would benefit from playing on a nicer surface. And even with the Red Stars playing out there, that's, that SeatGeek grass is just a much better soccer surface than Soldier Field. The Fire will play better at SeatGeek than they will play at Soldier Field. You have Jared on Shakiri who can unlock your offense with one pass, right? You need a, you need a surface in which he can do it. And you're, you, you've got a lot of pace on the wings with guys like Mueller yeah. and Jairo Torres. You've got to allow them to use that. Now, SeatGeek is better for the Fire to win soccer games. Is it, is it as convenient for a lot of fans? No. Is it as good of an experience as a fan? Maybe not. But if the concern is the Fire winning soccer games, I think it's better for them to be there right now. I think as a fan, too, for me, um, it's closer to me, and it's all about me, and I'm selfish, so I, I am going to be excited to go there. Um, cheaper parking. Uh, yes, big time. The atmosphere is going to be feel more full because it's not in the cavernous. Although, if you're on the ground level of Soldier Field, it doesn't feel empty. No. Um, it does Benefit you, of Soldier Field being smaller than it should be for the yeah, Bears, it, but that's another issue. It really issue. doesn't. So I, I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing at all. Um, and I think it's, you know, the one thing it is I did want to say, though, for the ticketing folks, I do feel bad for the yeah, ticketing Yeah, challenging folks for some people in the front office who have to manage yeah. the logistics of shifting games from Soldier Field to Bridgeview. Now, that, that said, even though, you know, the fire's attendances are not going to wow anyone in MLS, you know, 15,000 people in SeatGeek looks a lot different than 15,000 people at Soldier Field. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to think that these games are going to feel pretty full. Also, shout out the Red Stars got over 5,000 this weekend, which... Doesn't sound like much, but it's better than they've been getting. Big I'm uptick. Hopefully some of the I'm going to attribute that at least in part yeah. to a bump from all the advertising they got out of the Soldier Field Day. So generally speaking, more games at SeatGeek. If it is convenient for you to get to, it's cheaper to go to these games than Soldier Field games. Go out and support your Chicago soccer teams. Um, 
There's yeah. also like a the nostalgia element to it too. Yeah. Like a lot of us spent so many years Unless, going to that stadium. Yes, yeah, except you know, uh, from a media perspective, I do not miss sitting in the indoor outdoor press box yeah. when the weather was awful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there is that. That I do not miss. <laughs> so yeah, it will be interesting to see what the Fire do down the stretch. Um, if the Fire make the playoffs, playoff games at Seed Geek are not out of the question. They are potentially probable. Because then you're in the heart of the NFL season. Yeah, and just, the, be, all, uh, because th- of the five-day window for the Bears, unless the Bears are away in consecutive weeks, you can't play there at Soldier Field. I would, I would tell you the Fire would do anything in their power to play those games at Soldier Field if they can. But if, it, if they, you know, and they would work with MLS to work around the Bears schedule. But also if the field's but, terrible, because we've talked about yeah. this before, the combination of, you know, the Bears historically, they were infamous in the NFL for this. The Bears like that grass long. They like it to slow the game down. They like other teams to complain about it when they show up. They like to get yeah. in people's heads about it. It's what they've been doing for years. But because of the fire, that grass has to be kept as short as possible. The result is you get football cleats on a short, shitty soccer surface. And the result is it chews it up and it makes it even worse. No one wants to play soccer on that field in football season. No one wants, want, no one wants to play soccer on that football field when it's not football season so it's going to be terrible so as much as i know that the fire from a you know a publicity standpoint in mls will want those games at soldier field again if they end up in bridgeview won't well, be the end of the world now i'm i'm pulling up the bear schedule i guess i could let me throw this on screen for people here. yeah you're, you're gonna want to be looking in like um, mid late october yeah, so well decision they, day is october 9th so you're looking mid-late October for potential issues. Well, so he, and here's the deal. The, the week seven of the NFL is the 24th. Well, here, let's go back to the week six. The Commanders game is here at And that's Soldier, a Thursday a night, Thursday, so you got to add 13th. five days to that. Okay, so that's the 18th is when they would then be allowed. The 18th opens the window. And then the Bears are actually on the road the next the two weeks. I think it's the five days before. Yeah. It's the five days in the lead up to a Bears game that the Fire can't play there. They could play there. But you also just wouldn't want to be there within a couple days you of it anyway. But there after, Lawrence is but making yeah. a good point here. There's a big window there. If you look at that, uh, the Sunday, they play the, they play the Dolphins. That's Sunday, November 1st. And so if you subtract five, that's October 27th. Math? There's also math. So there, there's a it's window there. It's unlikely the Fire are going to host. That's what I was going to say. That's another the Fire get a game. Like, as, as of right now, they're not going to, so this won't be an issue. But um, if they keep climbing, then, then... Yeah, no, you'd have to get to fourth, and they're not going to get to fourth. So forget everything I just said, because they're going to go right now. If the playoffs started tomorrow, they would be on the road at Montreal in the first round with Philly getting the bye. Well, that's not the negative thinking we want to hear. We were, <laughs> they're going to get fourth place. Let's go. They'd play second place, right? Correct. They'd play second place so on the NYCFC. Road. Oh, it's second. Okay, yeah. I got this big. So, so they'd be at NYCFC, who also might not be able to play that game in the stadium they want to play it in because yeah. the Yankees are going to be hosting some playoff baseball games. So, yeah, MLS scheduling in the postseason, always a fun, fun experience. I do hope there's a scenario where we do have to worry about the fire hosting a playoff game. Though. Someday. That that would be fun. Uh, the last time they did it, of course, was the day that shall not be talked about any further against the New York Red Bulls in 2017. It's kind of been all downhill from there, as I have previously stated. Pat, we uh, we talked about this upcoming schedule, the first game in it at Philly this weekend. And we mentioned Philly, big, big favorite. Like something like minus 160 to win this game outright. Yep. Yep. The Fire plus like 370 to win it outright, which creates an opportunity for some value. 
This week's points bet pick of the week. Fire double chance, win or draw, plus 120 for the fire to simply not lose. And I feel like given the form the fire are in, given the fact that we saw them beat Philly earlier this year, I think the fire can go get a draw in this game and, hey, maybe even win it. And so I think plus 120 to not lose sounds pretty good to me. I would take it. I mean, the, the way the fire are rolling right now, I think Philly, didn't they lose their last time out? Um, I think they may have lost their last time out to the crew, if I have that right. But um, perhaps I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. Biggest difference between the Philly that the fire are going to see in Chester this weekend versus the Philly they played in Chicago. That Philly had, like, no bench. All the children who play on that team were off winning the CONCACAF U-20 championship Yes, with the U.S. Uh, they are all back now. So this Philly team much deeper at the moment than they were last time the Fire saw them. But, hey, again, the Fire playing really, really good soccer right now. That should be an excellent game. FC Cincinnati was who they lost to, by the way. Uh, oof. Yeah. Uh, Kasper Shabilko going back to Philly. So yep. big occasion with that. Again, I'd expect him to start that game. So, yeah, let's see if the Fire can uh, go get a point on the road out there in Philly. It's possible. I think it's possible enough that that's a, at, at plus 120, that's a decent bet. Um, but this will be, it'll be, like you said, it, it'll be a different Philly team than, than what they faced. So how are you feeling about, uh, you know where we are? We're in, we're in MLS All-Star Weekend. Week. All, week. It's not even a weekend. It's a week. It's kind of like baseball. It's like a Tuesday, Wednesday thing. Yeah. How are you feeling about the MLS All-Star experience thus far? So the, the thing that I think is pretty undeniable from an MLS perspective, these last two years, for those who aren't familiar, the way the MLS All-Star game used to work is it would be a cl- it would be a preseason friendly for some big European team, and that European team would take on the MLS All-Stars. It's kind of weird, though, because like the MLS yep. All-Stars were clearly playing to win the game, and the European teams were kind of like, eh. It was also like... Like, I remember Real Madrid here in, in 17 when the All-Star game was here. It's like, we're putting the best players of our entire league up against one team that's in its preseason. And if MLS doesn't win, it looks bad. And if they do win, it doesn't really mean anything. This new right. format is Yeah, so now they take better. on, this is their second year where it is the... Uh, MLS All-Stars against the Liga MX All-Stars produced a great game last year. Like, players actually clearly trying to win, even though it doesn't really have any stakes. The Skills Challenge was last night. It's up in St. Paul this year. Uh, Minnesota United is hosting. Shout out to the crowd at Allianz Field who really got into the Skills Competition last night. Made it feel like a big deal. The MLS players... Clearly, even the guys who, like, are totally new to this idea of, like, All-Star Week silly things who aren't American really seem to enjoy it. The Liga MX guys still seem kind of confused about, like, what this is. Like, What are we doing? Yeah, like, you know, they're playing giant games of, like, skee-ball or Plinko and trying to hit the crossbar from 40 yards. I want to try the skee-ball. It just looks so fun. Just to ping balls at that thing and see if you can land them in those... The goalie wars thing, which did they show that? No, they didn't. No, right? it was like, like a halftime. It was like a commercial break thing. Bring goalie wars back. Fire yeah. legend Zach Thornton, we goalie need, war we legend need on TV next time. So um, you know, clearly they're turning this into kind of a fun event. They want the skills challenge to kind of be like what the NBA is. And again, the biggest thing is that MLS's best players have bought into this. They have decided this is a cool thing we enjoy doing. There was some great video this week of them playing like soccer, tennis at practice, just having fun, not taking it too seriously. Seems like a fun event. They're going to play a game tomorrow night. 
The difference is that the MLS roster, of course, is full of attackers because that's who gets votes. Liga MX doesn't do this whole fan voting thing. Again, this is this is a very American thing, the idea of an all-star yeah. game. So Liga MX, the league picks the team. And so the team is actually balanced to try to, like, win a game like a real roster. It's not necessarily just, like, the 30 most famous dudes thrown into a fun thing. Although, Shaq wasn't picked. Yeah, so no no fire players. You could say on current form, both Jordan Shakiri and Rafael Shihos deserve to be there. I think fire fans were disappointed to see that Jakob Glesnes from the Philadelphia Union was brought in as a replacement for Alexander Collins of NYCFC as a center back instead of Shihos. Uh, the fact that he's currently sick might have played into that. I, to play contrarian here, am excited that Glesnes went because hopefully he's tired. He's not going to play for what it's worth, almost no, certainly. Oh, unless Adrian, it depends how so, travel though. It depends you know. how seriously Adrian Heath, who's yeah. the Minnesota United manager and thus managing the MLS All Stars, takes this. He was joking on an interview with Paul Tenorio the other day. He's like, "Well, got about ten number tens." And, like, five center forwards, and we got to make this work somehow. So, I'm not sure what the MLS All-Stars are going to do. Yeah, here's the ski ball thing. you didn't watch it, like, how fun does that look? Seriously. And, yeah, so what was – someone was passing it, and they had one touch, or how did this work? What was the skill? You had a clock. Basically, it was like a 30-second clock, and you had one of your teammates feeding you passes to your feet, and you had to score as many points as you could in the 30 seconds. Yeah, it's almost like in, like, NHL – Parlance, it's one they do. They like, uh, like actually, the when you talk about what the events look like, the NBA kind of came up with this idea of all these different things, but the events do look more like hockey. There's a shooting challenge where they've got little targets with numbers all over the goal, and you've got to try to hit them, and that gets you points, which is something the NHL does. Again, it's just this cool thing that it's awesome to see all these high profile major league soccer who, players. Who do you think designed this beautiful skee ball machine thing? This is kind of who funny. at Major League Soccer are, yeah. we, are we giving credit up for this, for this? You know? I don't know. I feel like they, they took like someone from the Survivor, uh, you know, that show that's still on CBS for. Yeah, is years. there like a company that's like you know designing the NHL games, designing the NBA three point contest? Who who puts on the home run derby for Major League Baseball? Who's making the custom like T Mobile branded pink baseballs? Yeah, yeah. who who yeah. are these people? A yeah. crew had to be paid to build that. That was someone's like job. had to explain that to the, like, this is what this is going to be. You got a, some engineer somewhere got a blueprint across his desk that had a picture of that on it. It's pretty I cool. I just think it looks like fun. Yeah. I think the fire. I think I'd be terrible at it. You know the Burnham Downs thing outside Soldier Field? The fire should set that up. Yeah, can the fire buy that? Yeah, I know. That's right. Yeah, where does it go now? Minnesota United. Anybody who's listening at the club. Yeah. Get that. Put your sponsors on it. Set it up at Burnham's down, Burnham Downs. And, you know, I, I would go before the game. Also, I hope Minnesota United is just taking this thing and installing it outside of Allianz Field for fans to just try for the rest of the season. It, would be, it shouldn't go to waste. Absolutely not. It should not be torn down. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and it looks like fun, and I just, you know. Anyway, MLS All-Star Game is tonight. If you're listening slash watching on Wednesday, it is tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 here in Chicago on ESPN. Should be a fun watch, I think. I think it should at least be interesting. It doesn't matter who wins the game, but again, it's it's also a fun little uh, proxy thing for this current U.S. soccer uh, Mexican Federation thing. The Mexican Federation, down bad right now. Like, they do not enjoy anything against MLS or U.S. soccer right now because they're losing all of it. 
Like, you know, they lost the CONCACAF Champions League. They lost to the U.S. Men's National Team in World Cup qualifying. Their women's team didn't make the Olympics. Their women's team also did not make the World Cup. Their men's team didn't make the Olympics either. It is not going well. They fired I, everybody. You love to see it, honestly. I so think there's going to be that little bit of an edge, which, again, this is another difference. The Liga MX All-Stars, most of them are Mexican. Yeah. Almost, I don't know if Andre Pierre Gignac is playing. I don't know if Florian Tovan is playing the two French guys at Tigres. But most of this Mexican league team are Mexican, whereas most of the MLS team are random guys. I mean, there are a few Americans. I know Walker Zimmerman is involved. Um, I think Sean Johnson might be involved. Yep, um, he is. Brandon Vasquez from Cincinnati, I believe, is involved. Yeah, uh, your goalkeepers Paul are... Ariola, Jesus yeah. Ferreira. I just, I'm thinking now because there was a picture of all of them yesterday, and all the Americans are at one end of the picture hanging out together. Darlington Nagby, former U.S. Men's National Team, also there. So it's, it's like, I'd say about a third of the team is American. Yeah, and I think there's three Philly players there. Blake... Glasnes. Glasnes, and I think Kai Wagner's there, too. So hopefully they right. get nice and tired. But, hey, maybe we're going to see more of the kids from Philly. I wouldn't mind actually seeing Paxton and Aronson, Jack McGlynn, God, and, you know, um, Quinn Sullivan. My fir- For those of those, those listening who do not know, my primary soccer allegiance is to the U.S. national team. Like, that is, that is my primary concern, and the rest of my soccer opinions largely filter through the lens of, what is the best thing for the U.S. men's and women's national teams? That's basically how I determine what I want to happen. And win or lose against the fire, the quicker we get those kids more first-team minutes, I'm all for. So I would prefer, I guess, the fire win a game in which a lot of the kids play for Philly. That's kind of where I'm at. I like that. It's like the old one when Jordan would come to your town, you want Jordan to score 60, but you want your home team to win. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 basically the yeah. idea here. I, 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 I want my cake and to eat it too. Makes sense. Why not? I love cake. You know? uh, by the way, a couple of guys in the uh, chat uh, are saying how not all the Liga MX players are actually Mexican. Twelve Mexicans and eight are eight Argentines. That is more interesting. Argentine. Five, Five Colombians, Colombia. one Spanish, one Paraguayan. So that answers the question. Uh, no Gignac and Tovan going, which, again, I can't blame them. Why would you fly? If the whole point of why you went to Mexico was just to hang out and chill and play some soccer. No, I'm not flying to St. Paul, <laughs> Minnesota in the middle of the week. Yeah, no, you're not yeah. paying me for that. Um, so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see about that. There are you know a couple Mexican players, obviously on the uh, the MLS team, but Chicharito and the Mexican Federation's relationship. Oh, Chicharito and Carlos Vela and the Mexican Federation's relationship is icy at best. I would say at uh, at this point. I think they're dumb if they don't bring him back. I mean, I think they should bring them both. I think they yeah. have to bring Chicharito, especially. Chicharito, 100%. Quick sign to yeah. Ra- Raul Jimenez is injured again at Wolves. They got to call up Chicharito Whatever issue you have with him, he's, uh, what, he's your all-time leading scorer, right? Or close to it. He's he's in form, and he's better than who you have. I, I, I don't, you know, you, you want to go there and, and fail because you you have some sort of problem with Chicharito, uh, fine. But he he is the um he is the top goal scorer. He has yeah. fifty two goals for L three. I thought so. So like yeah, Kuatamak Blanco, fire legend, is in third at thirty eight. I can't believe I'm defending Chicharito. This is a guy that um, used to drive me nuts, and I actually, upon 
hearing how thoughtful and intelligent he is in interviews, I'm like, no, I actually seems like a nice guy. I've I've changed my opinion on him. I actually like him now a lot. So. And he's playing for MLS tonight against Liga MX. That's so if fun. you can yeah. tune in, no fire guys there, but it's a fun soccer event. And then we are on to Philadelphia this weekend, and I think we're going to get a better idea of just how good the fire are right now as they take on the best team in the East. We will be back next week, maybe at a different time. Yes, uh, Tuesdays. The show is moving to Tuesdays at 11 a.m., it appears. Tentatively. So uh, not like it's not in Sharpie yet, but keep an eye out on our social channels, on the CHGO Fire social channels, on the CHGO social channels to keep up on Lawrence's to date. social channels. Yeah, yeah. Follow follow uh, Lawrence too. Why not? Yeah. At Law on the Draw. Law follow. on the Draw. I'm not sure. I'm I'm tweeting about uh, schedules. Sorry. Yeah, I, I probably should wouldn't. be. I don't, I don't know. See why you maybe, yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next week here sometime. Uh, TBD exactly on a time and a day, but hopefully we are talking about the Fire maintaining their unbeaten run as they hit the gauntlet of the rest of their schedule. So for Lawrence behind the scenes for Pat. I'm Alex. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you and talk to you next time. Adios.